Support this podcast and keep us going. Go to everydaynovelist.com slash support to join up. Welcome to The Everyday Novelist. My name is J. Daniel Sawyer, author of nearly 30 books, more than 30 short stories, and numerous articles and scripts and essays, coming to you from up in the crow's nest with my spyglass on this daily voyage through the dicey waters of business, craft, learning, and art in the writing life. Welcome to The Questions, episode 968. Today we hear from Nicole, who asks... Kitty, what has been your writing-slash-editor's journey? What do you think makes a good editor? What advice do you have when looking for an editor? Are there different types of editors? Going backwards from the last part of the question, backwards, yes, there are definitely different types of, of editors. I think I function as kind of a story or developmental editor in some ways. And not in the sense that I read it and tell someone how to fix the story. I just read it and tell them what is broken. It's not up to me to fix it. They know their story better than I do. I just know where the story does not work for me and where the story breaks the logic that I think has been presented. And Dan will say things like, I have a real that I have a really good understanding of story and what I think... The finest instincts for stories I have ever come across. What I think I have is the ability to to see the story that is promised in the first 10 or 15 pages or the first chapter or the the first episode or the first third of a movie and, and guess where they're going with that and figure out I can see where the story logic is going, and I genuinely buy into the story that is presented in the beginning of the story, and I want you to develop that story. I don't want to change it into something different. I I don't want to make every single story into um, my favorite trope or something like that. I, I read the beginning, I say, that's brilliant! I want to know what, how you're going to get through this. I want to know how you're going to answer that. So I have a good instinct for seeing what a, what a writer is promising and seeing where they can go with it. I have a terrible time um, replicating that for myself, but I seem to have a grasp of where a story is going to go. The other aspect of editing that I do here in-house is basically line editing, copy editing type of thing, which is basically... Are there typos? Are there missing words? Are there missing sentences? Um, <laughs> I commit that <laughs> error a lot. Have you spelled the main character's name three different ways? Um, that's the other sort of thing that I do. And I find that a lot of time I have to do those in two separate passes because if I start actually reading the story, I get really engaged in the story and then I can only do it for um, the story logic pass. Uh, so I I have to do those separately because they're, they're they engage two different parts of my brain. I I can't be nitpicky about wor- about words if I'm really engaged in does this story work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what advice do you have when looking for an editor? Other than some experience, exactness to detail. 
Well, okay. It, first of all, it depends on whether you're looking for a copy editor or a story editor. But precision, the ability to communicate with you what they are seeing and not seeing, and understanding of at least the type of story that you're doing. I, I mean, it, it, you're probably going to want a different editor if you're writing category romance versus paranormal romance versus science fiction fantasy with little to no romance mm -hmm. or a mystery because the story logics well story logic is story logic but the story conventions and the expectations and the shortcuts that your readers have for various things what certain kinds of things mean in this story versus that story will be different so you will want someone that is familiar with the genre and and someone who is not going to try to rewrite your story do not ever get that kind of an editor i you want this to be your story your work get someone who will communicate with you what is missing but not what is needed so you want a midwife not a fertility specialist <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. Uh, so what has been your writing slash editor's journey? I like stories. <laughs> I, I can't get away from them, even when I try. And I have tried. <laughs> I, I just keep... Well, you live with a writer. Yeah. Well, yeah, I did that on purpose. <laughs> Crazy person. Uh, I, I'm... But, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with stories. I would find a way to um, be involved in the process of of creating stories one way or the other. And I happen to be married to a writer, and I like the stuff that he writes, so I edit it. It's more than you like the stuff that I write. You actually made me write. That, too. <laughs> I had actually given up on writing before I met her, and then she found out I wrote, and she's like, and why aren't you writing me stories? Hmm? Mm. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm to blame for all of this. So don't get mad at me. Get mad at her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, back when I met you, you couldn't sit through a film without editing it out loud. Mm. And, um, which I thought no, was... No, I just do it quietly. No, you don't. I thought it was incredibly sexy at the time, and I still do. Um, she wasn't one of those who would talk through and like nitpick something. She would be like one step ahead of what was going on. Oh, and yeah. That, that's the story instinct thing. And so that case, how did you get your feet under you as an editor? Because as soon as I started writing stories, it, you were not initially all that keen to edit, but you were always like, if I, I if you I caught me typing, you'd be like, can I read it now? No. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I'm halfway through a sentence. Yeah, and now it just drives me crazy that you keep giving me your... The scenes as they're your, done. Your scenes <laughs> without finishing them. Like, <laughs> that's just a paragraph. Give me... How does it end? I need to know how it ends. Um, I guess, in in a sense, I got into I got into editing Dan's work because I couldn't stop reading it. And telling him what I thought about it. And he's just like, okay, fine, this is your job. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and before that, though, before that, too, you were doing that with fan fiction online. Is it, it you, you would write fan letters to your favorite fan fiction authors? No. Or? I, I wrote a few essays in college when I had my analytical brain in overdrive, and I had to keep analyzing things even when I didn't have an assignment or because the assignment I had was boring. <laughs> and I don't really do that now. I just read what I like and move on. But what often happens right now is that I find stories that almost work, that start out brilliant and end on a fizzle, and i constantly going over them in my head, over what worked and what didn't work. I sort of think that the biggest problem in modern storytelling is not being able to stick the landing. Hmm. And I think there are a couple of different sets of reasons for it. Not understanding the story that they're telling is part of it. Constantly trying to one-up their own story and creating new cool things within their story rather than playing with the rules that they have already established mm -hmm. and keep going. In that way, it's kind of like cramming a thousand different stories into one story and right. the parts of them don't work together. Right, right. But um, I feel like increasingly, um, at least the, the the stories that I watch on television or in film, increasingly do not know how to end the story in a way that even makes a lick of sense to their original premise. It, it's very, very rare that I, I find stories that continue to make sense throughout their run. Crazily enough, even in films, where there's only a two-hour scope, and they still don't manage to stick the, the landing. It's like, okay, I, I can see where people get lost after 18 years on a show, but it's two hours. It's limited. <laughs> How can you not end it in a way that makes sense? But to me, that feels like the problem that all other problems end up at, or the problem that is the beginning of all the other problems, and I'm not sure which is which. Hmm. But that, that really feels like the crux of everything that is wrong with the stories that I don't like is that they start out good and they don't end in a place that makes any sense. They don't stick the landing. So I ended up being an editor because I like stories a lot and I can't stop thinking of them about them and talking about them and trying to figure out what makes them work and arguing with the writer <laughs> about them. Yep, even if he's not in the room. Yep. Sometimes very loudly in a way that disturbs the neighbors. <laughs> it's a good thing we're not going to have neighbors. Yep. Yeah, all you have to worry about is disturbing the bears. Yeah, I don't want to disturb those too much. Hmm. Maybe confuse them enough that they don't come <laughs> over. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nicole, for the question, and we'll see you tomorrow. The Everyday Novelist is written by J. Daniel Sawyer and presented by J. Daniel Sawyer and Kitty McKeon and is produced by Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. The text is copyright 2021 J. Daniel Sawyer and the production is copyright 2021 Artistic Whispers Productions Incorporated. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License and all other rights are reserved to their respective owners.